Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Iris. You know, I've got something very nice with me in the studio. I know all our people are nice, but this lady is special because she's brand new. And her name is Alison Brown. Good morning, Alison. Hi, Iris. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. And I can see that you are too. Just for yes. of our listeners, we're on Zoom. So, you know, we can see each other. Um, yeah. Uh, wave and... <laughs> yeah, just wave, just wave. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. very useful. Get two ends of the of two bites of the cherry this way, don't we? That's true. Uh, we we were chatting a little bit uh, uh, ahead of time. I'm not going to tell the viewers too much. I'm going to let you do that. Uh, viewers, I mean the listeners and. I know that you mentioned um, Tanzania, wasn't it? Tanzania. Tanzania, yes. That's uh, right. I, yeah. I know that you're, you're looking to go back there, and we can you can talk about that later. Mm. Also, I just wanted to mention while I think about it, Danny Kalenda. Um, have you heard of Danny Kalenda? Yes, yes I have. Danny, yeah. Danny took over from Reinhard Bonke. Mm. Um, Yes, and I've met Ryan. Yeah. So a minister friend of mine, John Shiver, has just teamed up again with Danny. And, and this is the sort of people that, that I'm working with. And Danny's just come back from Tanzania with 220,000 salvation acceptance cards. So I don't think you'll have any problem ministering out there. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. No, no. I, our mother church is based at Maguri in Kenya, but it's not far from the Tanzanian border. And yeah. I've been invited by pastors in a, in a, a city called Mwanza to do um, a leadership conference there because uh, the Lord has blessed me with a teaching gift um, and to do a healing evangelistic crusade there, which I love to do. Um, I love to do healing crusades. Mm. Um that seems to be the area mainly where the Lord has gifted me uh, with evangelism. I mean, I've done quite a few crusades out in India where we've seen thousands come to know the Lord Jesus yes. many years ago now, um, but that was in Andhra Pradesh. Um, and um, I just love doing that kind of work. Yeah. So what, what we tend to do is Bishop Samson, Bishop Samson Abonya, he's our bishop in Kenya. He will organize what he does is he, any city that we're going to go to, he will organize like a week's teaching and I will go in and I will teach the leaders for about a week. And then at the end of the week, we'll do a couple of evenings uh, healing crusade um, in, in the local city. I love doing them outdoors. Um, you know, they'll just put up a rig up a platform and PA and everything and, um, and just put posters around the city and, uh, and then, um, you know, they will put on some worship music and, um, and we always see a lot of people come to know the Lord and also a lot of healing miracles happen. I mean, seriously, um, one that I did in, um, where was it? Uh, Melindi in Mon north of Mombasa. We did a, again, unfortunately, the, 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 the bishop there has gone on to be with the Lord now, but... Um, we did a, a crusade there 
and we saw people from a that had AIDS instantly delivered um, all sorts of cancers and sicknesses and diseases and and everything. But the Holy Spirit moved just so powerfully that a lot a lot of people just fell fell down under the under the power of God. It, it was awesome. A lot of people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, and it was just absolutely wonderful. Um, so I love doing I love doing those meetings. Oh, it's gorgeous! Yeah. Absolutely but, but gorgeous. With COVID, you know, it's very difficult now. Um, and I just I just pray that that um, Kenya and Tanzania don't don't go back on the red list or something, making it very difficult for me to get out there. Uh, I think we've got to look at that from our point of view as well, haven't we? You know, Alison, whether we can get out with the way things are sounding with our government yeah. at the moment. Yes, I mean, they are talking that possibly, possibly if the numbers don't go down, we could end up with another lockdown at Christmas. Mm. But before then, I should be back in Greece. Um, I'm hoping to be back in Greece before then. I'm going to send you a document that I have. I've had it since the beginning of lockdown last year. And... It has described exactly what we are to expect. And I'd like to send it to you. Okay, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. It's really Please good do. information. Um, yeah, I mean, COVID's got a lot to answer for. Looking at it yes. from a biblical point of view, or not a biblical point of view, that's unfair to say that. Um, looking at it from a spiritual point of view, it's given everybody in the world the opportunity at the same time to really question, well, perhaps there is a God. And a lot of people have joined online churches who have never even been to church. One of our ministers... Yeah here in the other side of Kent, in Medway. Uh, he was telling yeah. us how much his church grew by a couple of thousand, and people have now been coming to the church as well, because he obviously picked them up locally as well as internationally. Mm. And um, yes. so, so, so well, even in our- Our YouTube channel has also increased, which has been good. Yeah. Know, I've, I've got a YouTube channel called Prophetic Insights, and, um, that, that has definitely increased. Um, I usually get around about a thousand views for every video. Yeah. But when I first started, there would be only maybe a one or two hundred. But now I'm into the thousands. So that, that's grown. And I get people from all over the world with that. Of course. Yes, they will do. They will do now, won't they? Because people are really searching and they're researching <clears> as well. And I think that's that's the beauty of it all. But you know, yes. some I mean, you and I met on LinkedIn. I I, I don't know why yes. I went on LinkedIn because it's not my thing, but it was one of those Holy Spirit things. And so I went on LinkedIn. Yes. And then I found all these people that I needed were just contacting me. <laughs> well, you know, vice versa. I, I just felt that connection. And, and, and I, I must admit, I do like LinkedIn. I, I've managed to build up 25,000 followers on, on LinkedIn. Have you? Have you? So, yeah, so that it's been really good for me. And, and of course, I send them my videos when they come out. 
Yes. That's good. I'd have to give it a bit more time. Time would be a wonderful thing to be able to have when you're on, on in the media. But um, you, you were saying about, you know, Israel as well, because you're a messianic yeah. person, aren't you? Yes, my mother was Jewish. So, um, but I didn't find out about my Jewish heritage until 1997 because out of fear of persecution, it was kept very, very quiet. Yeah. And um, it was only when one of my aunties died and my cousins were looking through all, all, of, the, all of the documents and everything that she had. Uh, she had a box that she kept locked and they were looking through all, the, all the, this you know, locked box that she, she had kept and found out, oh my gosh, we're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, so, what, a, what a blessing. <laughs> Yes, I mean, that was actually seven years after I got saved. Um, and then uh, I thought, oh, right, I must have a look into this a bit further. And so I did. And, you know, the Lord is so wonderful. Um, he leads and guides you step by step. And um, I started to read a lot of more messianic um, kind of literature. And... Um, and that was so, so inspiring. And so many things then began to fall into place. A lot of questions that I'd had uh, began to fall into place. Um, when I started looking at the scriptures through Hebrew eyes rather than Gentile eyes. Yeah. And just so many, so many things just began to, to fall into place, um, especially Leviticus 23, because before, you know, well, we don't want to read the old, you know, the old covenant, so to speak. We don't want to go there. You know, that's that's boring. And that was to do with Israel. And we don't the church doesn't need to look at that. We just need the New Testament now. We just need to read the New Testament. We don't need to bother with the old. Um, that was a lot of things that, that I was told. And um, but then the Lord led me to Leviticus 23, where you've got all the festivals. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's one, you know. I want to have a look into all of this um, because that's now part of my heritage, which I didn't, I didn't realise before. And so and I, I started, you know, examining all of the festivals, all, all of the feasts of Yeshua. What I, and um, everything just fell into place. Mm. I, I could then understand that actually Jesus, Yeshua, has fulfilled the old covenant and when the apostles went about preaching the gospel well the new testament hadn't been written That's so they, right. they were revealing jesus they were revealing yeshua from all of the old scriptures like you know psalm 22 isaiah 53 yeah. um isaiah 53 which is the chapter that's forbidden for jews to to read you know they basically they basically cut that one out um because it's so obvious that it refers to yeshua to jesus um and when I looked into the festivals, um, I thought, oh, my gosh, Jesus has actually fulfilled the first four festivals. He's mm. fulfilled each and every one of them. Mm. So because he's fulfilled the first four perfectly in his first coming, therefore, he's going to def most definitely fulfill the last three. Yeah. And the next one to be fulfilled, of course, is Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of people don't realize this, but Rosh Hashanah speaks all about the rapture of the church mm. 
Yeah. No, it, it's just awesome. And then you've got Yom Kippur, which speaks mm -hmm. about tribulation period and all Israel coming to know the Lord, uh, where the Apostle Paul talks in Romans about all Israel shall be saved. I mean, that was one passage, Iris, that I could never, ever understand. How is it, Lord, that all Israel can be saved? How is that possibly going to happen? Um, you know, it'd be wonderful for them to be saved, but how is that possibly going to happen? But when you understand the Feast of, of Yom Kippur and the tribulation period and everything, then you realize, oh my gosh, yes, when all the armies are going to surround Israel, they're going to be, there's only one place they can look, and that's, that's right. to Yahweh, to, to, to God. Yeah. And, you know, then they're going to see the one that they pierced. Well, we all pierced him, obviously, but they're going to see see their messiah then they're going to see that yeshua is their messiah right. and um and then of course the final feast um feast of tabernacles um which mean literally means god is going to dwell with us well yeshua will dwell with us for a thousand years but when you understand the festivals then you don't get your eschatology wrong when you understand that jesus yeshua has fulfilled the first four that mm -hmm. he's therefore he's going to fulfill the last three you don't get your eschatology wrong you know, you, you can then, when you understand that, when you have a revelation of that iris, you can then understand fully that, well, you know, the mid-tribulation is not there. The end tribulation, uh, sorry, the mid-rapture is not there. The end rapture is not there. You know, we're not going to go up like a like a fast food burger joint, you know, straight up and then back down immediately again. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get that one right either. What's the point? No, no. You'd want um, to come back down. God is not and the Lord has not destined us for wrath. I mean, yeah. Jesus tells us that. You know, he says as it, it will be as in the days of Noah. Well, what happened in the days of Noah? Well, the animals and Noah and the right, his righteous family, they all went into the ark and God shut the door. Yeah. And likewise, the church, the true believers in Yeshua will be taken out before, um, you know, that seven year period will take place. Yeah. Uh, some of your listeners may be already thinking, oh, no, I don't agree with that and, and everything. But but please just just be humble and be teachable, um, because I was taught all sorts of of doctrine um, by the church that I was going to at the time until I started looking into the into it from a Hebraic perspective. And I, I used to think, oh, well, you know, we're going to go up at, up at the end of this so-called tribulation period and, and you know because that was what was taught uh, mm. it was only when I looked into it for myself and and I said well Lord I want to know Lord you know I I'm t I, I, I like to think of myself as being teachable and to be able to receive you know whatever the Holy Spirit wants to show me and it was then that the Lord started to lead me and show me everything from the scriptures and from this messianic perspective um, and I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, God's plan is so perfect. His plan is just absolutely perfect. And he's going to fulfill everything that he spoke about in the old covenant. He's going to fulfill everything, including all the feasts of Leviticus 23. That's right. So, so when you know when you know God's perfect plan. Then you have security, Iris. That's then you can you can relax you can you can be at peace knowing god has reserved certain things in his sovereign will that are going to take place and 
you and I, Iris, we are not going to be here during the tribulation period. We are going up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. People think that we are going to go through the tribulation, but I, yeah. I don't think that's what it's meant. No, no, it isn't. Um, and, you know, Yeshua spoke about as in the days of Noah. It will be as in the days of Noah. Well, mm. are you righteous, Iris? Am I righteous? Have we Absolutely. not been made righteous by the blood of Jesus? I mean, Noah didn't have the blood of Yeshua then. No. He was just standing in faith, seeing into the future. Yeah. Um, but we, we are post the cross, if you like, if you like. And we've been made, made righteous by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Yeshua. So why would Jesus, who is also our groom, why would he want to pour out his wrath on his bride? Yeah. You know, if, if you love someone, if you truly love someone, and, and does Yeshua not love us? Yeah. You know, he gave his life for us. Um, and if, if Yeshua loves us so much, you know, he's our groom, we're his bride. It, it's a love relationship. Um, he doesn't want to pour out wrath on his bride. He's not angry with us. We've been made righteous in his precious blood. So we're going to go to be with him. We're going to have our honeymoon week. That mm -hmm. seven years is, is like seven days of, of a honeymoon week. Because in Jewish tradition, the, the groom will, will take his bride <laughs> Just as a thief comes in the night and snatch her away, and we will be snatched away, and we will spend our, our honeymoon week of years with Yeshua. And I believe it's then that Yeshua will be teaching us, his bride, uh, what we're going to be doing in the millennial reign. And yeah. that's when he's talking about, well, some of you will you know, have authority, jurisdiction over a village some over a town some over a city some some even over a nation but um we're being prepared for that even now um and the lord looks on our faithfulness he doesn't look on oh were you like reinhard bonke and you know reached millions for jesus he's he's looking for faithfulness so and, and I used to say this to the Lord, I, I used to say, well, Lord, if you just want me to clean the toilets in a, in a church, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. And I will do it to the best of my ability and make sure those toilets are sparkling clean. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> to show my faithfulness, because if that's what you've given me to do, Lord, mm. I want to do it faithfully. Um, and that's what the Lord is looking for in each and every one of us. Because I find, Iris, so so often some Christians get very discouraged. Oh, well, I'm just a housewife or, um, well, no, you're not. You're not married to your house, for one thing. <laughs> you're a homemaker. Yeah. Um, and, and they will say things like, well, I'm just a, a checkout um, girl at, at the local supermarket or, or I'm just a cleaner. Um, no, you're not just these things. If those are the things that the Lord has blessed for you to do, then do it faithfully and do it as unto him. And don't, don't get discouraged. Just, just do the best that you can with the help of the Lord, wherever he has placed you, because he's sprinkled us like salt throughout all the nations of the world. Yeah. And uh, we're to be a light and witness wherever, wherever we're placed. And so, you know, maybe some of your listeners might be might be listening right now thinking, well, I'm just this. I'm just that. No, Jesus loves you. 
he really, really loves you. Just be faithful with what he has given you personally to do. And if it's to be a homemaker, looking after your children, looking after your husband or or even vice versa these days. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're if you're a man and, and you know, you're looking after the, the children and, and cleaning the house, just do it to the best of your ability and be a light and witness where you are. Be a light and witness to your neighbours, to your friends, to your family. Mm-hmm. At the checkout, I mean, that's a, that's a lovely place to witness, you know, the supermarket, Iris. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> I, very often, I very often have a little chat with, with um, you know, the supermarket checkout girls and uh, and I just pop in a little something um you know that I, I always try to chat with them and say oh how are you and oh yeah. I'm not feeling so good today oh would you like me to pray for you you know that's and you've got an open door very very few people will say oh they don't want you to pray for them and yeah. you've then got an open door to pray for them um so so yes, light and witness, be a light and witness wherever you are, wherever God has placed you. And you're his bride and he loves, he loves each and every one of us so much. Um, and we have to have that revelation of his love because God is love. I mean, he is love. That's his essence. He is love. Yeshua is love. And he's not going to pour out his, his wrath on, on his bride. Mm-hmm. He loves us. He's going to take us out of it before before you know the the tribulation period yeah so so we have nothing to fear because some christians you know iris they're in fear um i get them sometimes writing to me and they're they're in fear of going through this tribulation of of being you know of um you know how are we going to cope with this antichrist how are we going to cope with this mark of the beast you know we won't be able to buy or shop and we can't take this mark and how will we survive and well, you won't be here. <laughs> you know, some Christians go along and they start stocking up and, you know, stocking up cans of goods and just in case the tribulation might be around the corner. And some are even saying, Iris, that we're actually in the tribulation now. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. I don't yeah think some some believe, believe that we're in the tribulation now. No, we're not, because we're still here for one thing. That's right. Um, this, this I'd be really the- disappointed when I keep hearing that. Yes, I know. No, we're not. We're not in the tribulation. These are just the the birth pangs, as it were. That's right. Uh, you know the labor that's, pains. That's another thing. You know, when people don't read the Bible, then they're, they're more inclined to to blame the God that they don't believe in or see or understand yes. or hear yes. from or pray to or whatever. Mm. Uh, oh well, you know, why does God allow all these things to happen? And, and it's really hard <laughs> to explain. Well, just to take you through that, would you please get a Bible and we'll start at the beginning? Yes. Because yes. there is so much you need to know and God doesn't do it like that. Everything is taken out of context. No. no. One of the biggest challenges is I don't see our church, especially the one we go to, I'm really having a struggle with it, having spent so much time with the Holy Spirit at home during COVID, um, but the, the, the biggest challenge is we ought to be teaching from Revelation right now. Come on, let's get to the end of the Bible. Everybody's yes. concerned. Let's it, get it actually says, If we read the book of Revelation, we are blessed. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so read it. Absolutely. <laughs> and you are blessed because everything, when it's explained, the challenges, I honestly believe the ministers do not know Revelation well enough to be able to take from it. The they majority the ministers from it either, Iris. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I've, I've come across that many times. And I've said to them, well, I'm a minister from it. Yeah. But they won't let me. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, they don't want to do that, do they? You know, um, and, and I some, some of them will bring up that old chestnut, you know, well, you're a woman, you know, women should be silent in the church. I, <laughs> women I, uh, yeah, since we, moved, since we moved here just seven, almost eight years ago, come December, I've never had it so difficult to stand up and talk to people. In fact, in the very beginning, I said to the pastors, can I please minister to the people? Because that's what I've been doing for 21 years. Oh, now she wants to minister to the people, Ed. And Ed, one of the, one of the well, let her. Yeah, one was for and one was against. Then it was, um, I tell you what, Iris, yes, you shall. But not this year because our programme is already in place. That was not. <laughs> and you must ask again, but we'll make a place for you. That was about six years ago. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, when radio came along, they didn't want to know. Oh, well, we don't want to know that. Well, why not? I'm a, I need a covering. And you're not willing to do that? Yes. I really struggled to get it pinned on the wall. We actually got a certificate of award from the community, which we didn't know about. And I said, look, the church is a part of this. The people in this church are a part of it. Because I started with, with some of the interviews and testimonies here. And, and it was a real hard struggle for that. The other thing I was going to say is that when people ask, especially Jewish people, it's so, so difficult, um, you, you, you know, in, in, their, in their formation, but then I can see, I, can, I understand why. But even with Jesus, Jesus was a Palestinian Jew, wasn't he? So therefore, if we're grafted in, we ought to be doing having the yes. feast. I've known this for a long time. And the one feast I always celebrate, usually we, we bring people out of the church, those that want to come. And we, we have a lovely meal and and I've got the, the, the Hebrew prayer yes. book and all the rest. Right. And, you know, I've got a lot to learn because we don't practice it often enough. But I know that we have got to know the feast. I know it inside. Yeah. But we yes. must do the feast. It's not it. But they all not. speak about Yeshua, you see. Yeah. Every single festival speaks about, about Jesus, about Yeshua. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's even like Christmas. I don't like Christmas the way Christmas is. Uh, I, I don't celebrate I love, it. Iris, I love Hanukkah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is exactly. Called, often called the second supper. And um, Jesus actually just did celebrate Hanukkah. And uh, yeah. it's, it's the festival of lights. Yeah. And, uh, and I really love that, that feast. It's usually in December, uh, usually before... Um, you know the the Christmas celebrated in the Western countries, and um, you start by lighting one candle every every night. Yeah. And so there's an increasing 
light each evening. So you have a have, and it's symbolic of, a, of an increasing revelation of God's word as well, increasing light of the Holy Spirit dwelling within you and working through you as as you go along your Christian walk. Yeah. So um, I just I just love that. And you put it, you put your lights, your Hanukkah lights, you put them in in front of your window. Yeah. So that passersby can can see them. So again, you're being a witness. Yes, wonderful. And you know, Jesus, Jesus is the light of the world. Yeah. Um, so you're also being a witness to people. So I, I really do like that one. So I, I celebrate that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> In fact, my son won't let me have a Christmas tree anymore. So <laughs> he said, Mother, it's not Jewish. <laughs> we'll throw the Christmas fact, tree out. In fact, it's pagan, isn't it? Very pagan. It is actually pagan, yeah. Yes, it is. I, I think um, I, I think also that it, 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 it's Jesus' birth that really gets me. How can the Passover lamb, very special lambs in the way of the animal of the lamb, raised mm -hmm. in a special way and kept, they've got to be a year old and kept, and, and then they become a Passover lamb at Passover. Mm -hmm. But how can Jesus have been born in December when the weather wouldn't have been right for any lambs and sheep to be out? Mm. And yes, well, I, I, I personally believe that he was more likely to have been, well, a lot of Messianic believers believe either Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Tabernacles, so good, yeah. which would have been September time. Yeah. Um, but it could, even, it could even have been nearer I think what it is also is the, the length of time that it would have taken Mary and Joseph to have travelled for the census. Mm. It, not like today, it would take take weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, to no, they, they had to they had to travel from Nazareth down, all the way down through um, Judea to Bethlehem, and Nazareth, mm. don't forget, is North west of the Sea of Galilee, okay, because yeah. I've been to Nazareth, and um, had to have travelled south of Jerusalem. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> to so, um, yeah, that would have taken quite a while because they would have only had, like, donkeys or maybe mules. That's right. Then. That's right. Um, so it's more... She was heavily pregnant, so they wouldn't have been able to have travelled very fast. That's right. So it's more likely... That it, it was around about that that time um, that Jesus, well, is, Jesus was born at that time when, when because of the census and the, the, just before Passover. Because mm. he they were on their I, way. I, 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 I have to disagree with you there, Iris. So. I mean, I, I, I just didn't take it from what I what I understood. Yeah, yeah. I would have to disagree there. I think more likely um, it's the Feast of Tab Tabernacles. Yes, I think it's um, there as well. Um, you need to get my book, uh, God's Blueprint, uh, Seven Prophetic Keys and the Bereshit Prophecy. Um, and in there, I go into the, into the feasts in much more detail than I possibly can on any, any radio broadcast okay, um, or on my videos even um, yeah. on Prophetic Insights. But you can get the book from lulu.com. Um, and I go into a lot of detail. Um, I also look at Hebrew numerology and Hebrew gematria, 
um, and I look at the Bereshit prophecy because the Bereshit prophecy gives in a nutshell, it's, it's actually the first in the beginning uh, in Genesis, the, the, those first three words in the Hebrew language actually get, reveal God's 7,000 year time plan mm. in those very first three words of um, the Bereshit prophecy, what, what I call the Bereshit prophecy. Um, Rock Island Books also have a video on it as well. And you can go um, on their YouTube channel. Um, <clears throat> but um, I go into it in, in a lot more detail um, in my book, God's Blueprint. And that's um, Seven Prophetic Keys uh, and the Bereshit Prophecy. And I go into it, I think it's in the first or second chapter, I go into that in, in detail. And it actually gives you, in the Bereshit Prophecy, it actually gives you God's 7,000-year master plan for the redemption of mankind. It's in those first three three words, in the beginning. And yeah. there you have Lord's, uh, you know, as Peter, as the Apostle Peter says, you know, a day is as a thousand years. Yeah. So yeah. we've got that 7,000-year period in yeah. the Bereshit Prophecy. Yeah. And that's that 7,000 years, God's master plan for the redemption of mankind. You have to remember that that is, has to be taken from the fall of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Because up until then, we have the age of innocence. Yeah. And then when Adam and Eve, uh, they are disobedient to, to the Lord um, and they eat what is actually the tithe tree. They eat from the tithe tree in the Garden of Eden. Um, you know, there's other trees there. The tree of life is there, but they eat from the tithe tree, the tree that they're forbidden to eat from, um, because that is that was that was symbolic of, well, are you going to obey me or are you not? Um, because God didn't want robots. Yeah, he wanted us to choose to love him, to choose to obey him. Um, so they had a choice placed in the garden, and the choice there is actually the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, please don't eat from that tree because that's not going to be good for you to eat from that tree. And that, that is actually the tithe tree. You have to remember, why was Jesus crucified on a tree? Why did he, I mean, that was one of my questions that I used to have. And I used to think, well, why was Jesus crucified? Why wasn't he just beheaded, like with a sword? Um, you know, because the Romans, they could have just, you know, taken yeah. off his head. I mean, they beheaded John the Baptist, didn't they? So why didn't they do the same to Jesus? You know, why, why did he have to be crucified on a tree? Why, Lord? You know, I used to ask that question. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? And the Lord eventually showed, revealed to me, well, it was because um, Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was my tithe tree. Yeah. They ate from my tithe tree. Um, and when we return our tithe, Iris, we're actually honouring um, the death of Yeshua on the cross yeah. because he had to be hung on a tree, which is, was symbolic of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in order to reverse the curse wow. that was against us. So that was why he had to be hung on a tree. Mm -hmm. I, I'm the kind of person, Iris, because my, my background uh, for your listeners is um, I almost didn't qualify to become a Christian or, or a messianic believer because I'm too educated. <laughs> you 
you know, I, I went to university at, at Essex initially, and I did a degree in government and philosophy. And at that time, I was an out and out atheist. So far as I was concerned, you know, science had all the answers. Um, and I was not a Christian then. I was a complete atheist. Um, and I studied philosophy. I studied uh, psychology. I studied uh, politics. Um, and then for my second degree, I went to Exeter University. And I did a degree in theology because I wanted to have some answers yeah. to lots of, you know, big questions that I had. Um, so I did a, se a second degree, a postgraduate degree at Exeter University. Um, so I'm the kind of person, Iris, that I'm always, because philosophy teaches you to think, teaches you to ask questions, not to take everything at face value, to, to query things. And also from a Jewish perspective, you know, that, that's what, um, you know, Jews do as well. You know, they, they like to have debates and discussions and to yeah. discuss um, and so I've always had that kind of mind, you know, well, why this, Lord? Why that, Lord? Why, yeah. why, why did it happen like this? Yeah. And then, um, you know, the Lord in his patience with me, because <laughs> he had to have a lot of patience with me. And in his mercy and, and in his grace, you know, he slowly over the years, as I was ready to receive each step, because like Hanukkah, you know, you, a little bit of revelation. First, you have the one candle, then the second, then the third. With, you know, with each of those steps, you know, the Lord would bless me with, with a little bit more revelation, a little bit more revelation. And, and, um, and then the Lord would say, right, now you're ready to write a book on that. <laughs> oh, am I Lord? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Thanks. Uh... <laughs> so, yes. Oh, so, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah, so so that's that's how I am, and and um, and I I would say to all of your listeners, you know, ask questions. If there's something you don't understand, ask the Lord. Be bold. You know, come up to the, to the throne of grace and be bold and say, "Well, forgive me, Lord, but I don't understand this. Please reveal it to me in Your Word, or please um, put somebody in my path, for example, that would be able to help me to understand." But always, always, always. Always remain teachable. Always remain humble and teachable. That's Absolutely. that's some of, some of the challenges that I've come up against uh, in my thirty odd years of ministry and walking with the Lord. Is is that some um, people start out like baby Christians, but then they get dog dogmatic. Yeah. Because their particular uh, congregation that they're going to, their pastor teaches it this way or that way, or and then they start getting dogmatic. Yeah. And but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, always with everything. I mean, whenever I read a book, Iris, I always read it and think, right now, I want the wheat. What is the wheat in this book? And I shall throw out the chaff. Yeah, you know? um, because the Lord has to work through these earthen vessels and we don't always get it right, Iris. Because we're not always listening to the Holy Spirit. We're not always dwelling enough time in the word. Um, we're not always, uh, sometimes we start going our own way rather than going the way that the Lord wants us to go. And, and sometimes we can get stubborn and, and, and the Lord, and we start getting preconceived ideas and dogmas and, and everything. Um, and then it's more difficult for the Lord to then work through us because mm -hmm. we've decided, oh, this, this view 
from this pastor or this church leader or this book writer or whatever is the right view and and then they dig their heels in and and pride comes in iris yes yeah and i think you're right pride comes in and they remain then they're unteachable um i always think please lord you know give me give me a clean slate give me a baby christian any day who just wants to learn rather than a Christian who's been in some particular denomination for like 30, 40 years. And, and so far as they're concerned, what their the dogma from their denomination is correct and they're not open to hear anything from anywhere else. That's right. They're totally brainwashed, really, aren't they? Yes. It's, it's the wineskin parable. You know, yeah. you can't put um, new wine into old wineskins. That's right. That's right. A real revelation. As your listeners who are, who are listening right now, one of the things I would always stress, remain teachable. And I hope that I do the same too. Always Absolutely. remain humble, open and teachable. Um, because like some of the things that I'm, I've already said on this program, some of your listeners might be thinking, oh, that's not right. Oh, my gosh. No, we've been taught this. We've been taught that. Well, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, what I would say to them is go away. Look at the scriptures for yourself. Yes pray about it um, and you can go on you know my video channel prophetic insights and and you can have ha- have a listen to some of my videos on there or you can you can get the book or other people that have, have done books as well um, you know and just pray and listen to the holy spirit and see how he leads and guides you because Everyone right now, Iris, we're all in a a different position with our walk with the Lord. And, um, you know, some are maybe baby Christians. Some have perhaps been Christians for quite some time. Some of us, you know, like me and and yourself, you know, for decades, (laughs) just to show our age. (laughs) (laughs) But um, just, um, just let the Holy Spirit guide you and he will as he led me too because like if I had known that I was Jewish before I got saved I may not have received Jesus as my Lord and Savior because I may have gone down the route of Judaism and become staunchly you know uh, um, Jewish in my thinking my perception and and start listening to the rabbis and oh i'm not going to read isaiah 53 because we've been told not to and and not got saved so but the lord knew he he blessed me to come to know him before i then got a revelation of of the oh my gosh i'm jewish you know in the flesh i'm jewish from my mother i'm I'm jewish um so the lord knew and the lord knows and and now, um, you know, I'm able to, I was able then to go, go and have a look at my, my Jewish heritage, my Jewish roots and, and start reading, you know, messianic books that's really and good. start looking at the scriptures from a completely different perspective. Yeah, that's very good advice. We're, our time is almost up here, but, you know, I just want you to add one thing to that. Um, I'm very much similar to yourself. And I, I've got this thing in me that said, am I Jewish? Because I, I, I do so love Jewish people. I love, I love their culture. Yeah. I, they are so blessed. I mean, come on, they have all these holidays. Oh, and all Iris, these. Iris, you are Jewish. 
I am. Because I know. The church, the church is art of the Commonwealth of Israel. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so if you're, if you're a born again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if, if, right. you're, if you're born again, then you are Jewish. You are part of the Commonwealth of Israel. That's right. That's right. And so it's very much instilled in, in, in my thinking and my observances and things yeah. like that. But also, so spiritually, um, you are a Jew. <laughs> But, you know, I, I, there was a thing that came out from Bibles uh, for Israel or some of their teaching. And one of these things was, are you a Jew? And I thought, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to read this. And it talks about the diaspora. Now, this is a genuine thing that we, we all carry that DNA as well. Of the Lord, because God has already preordained who he is going to give his salvation etc etc can i just interject that? Yeah. Uh, for that iris i can refer your listeners to another book i wrote Good. called um which i wrote when i was actually in saudi arabia um and that book is called the end prophetic insights into the last days and i go in, i go into the lost tribes of israel in that book oh good so so um that's I wrote that now 10 years ago. That was written in 2011. And um, the, the Lord actually back then um, told me that Brexit was going to happen. Yeah. Told me about ISIS before we knew anything about ISIS. Yeah. And um, so I, I did actually tentatively mention it in that book because I was thinking, are you sure, Lord? Because back in 2011, there was no indication that Brexit was going to happen. Yeah. So, um, so I did tentatively put it in in, in that book. But um, you know, your viewers can get that book again from Lulu.com, or I think that one is still available on Amazon. But I think you have to go to the American Amazon to get that one. Would you do me a favour at some point? List your yes. for me, and, yes, I will. Uh, and I'll keep that aside as well. And I have a lot yes. of those. And um, I think the amazing thing is that with the diaspora, more people could be Jewish than, than they imagine. I don't know. Yes. And, and I, I mean, it's quite true. I think. I think um, that if you if your mother is Jewish, you're Jewish in some places, in some um, countries. If your father is Jewish, that makes you Jewish. If you're both Jewish, you're definitely Jewish all over. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but actually, actually um, for my son, Paul, it stops with him because he's getting married to um, a lady who is half Kenyan and half Indian, and she's not Jewish. So, so I said to Paul, well, any children you have would not be Jewish because it's going to stop yeah. with you. But if I had a daughter she would be Jewish and her children would be Jewish. It's yeah. very matriarchal, Iris. Yeah, very much down the line, isn't it? Very much yeah, down the line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yes. it's so interesting. And I think those are the things that we need to know and hear about as well, because it helps people in their understanding. It helped me. Right. It helped me. It's got to help others, I can tell you. Yeah. So yeah. it answers a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for inviting me, um, Iris. And um, could I pray for your listeners before we... Oh, how wonderful. Yes, please do. Yes, have we got time for a, a short prayer? Yes, we have a couple of minutes. 
couple of minutes. Okay, well, I'd just like to pray for your listeners. And um, I just thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time with uh, Sister Iris here and with all of her wonderful listeners who are listening right now. And I just pray, Heavenly Father, your blessing over all of them. May you cause your light to shine upon them and keep them safe from the evil one. May you continue to bless each and every one of them with deeper revelation, Heavenly Father, into your word. Let your light, the light of your word shine in their hearts and bless them to know you more and more each and every day. Bless them to know you, Father. Bless them to know your love, that we can call upon you, Father. Abba, Father, bless them to know your love. Bless them to have a deeper revelation of your love for them, Father. And bless them to, to come to know your scriptures in a, in a much deeper, much more profound way. Because every single word in your scriptures, Father, they all speak about Yeshua. They all speak about you, Lord. And so I just pray, Heavenly Father, that your listeners will will go on from glory to glory that like that those Hanukkah lights that they will have increasing revelation of your word and your truth and your plan father in these last days they are not destined for us they're destined to be with you for the rest of eternity and we just praise you we honor you father and we give you all the glory which is due your name heavenly father in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we just praise you, Lord. We thank you, Father, and bless all these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful listeners. Thank you, Father. In the mighty, precious name of Yeshua. Amen. 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 Wonderful prayer. That's where we're going to have to leave it for this moment, um, everybody out there. And, you know, you've, you've been a wonderful audience. And I know that you're taking in these things. So let me have your feedback and I'll get the, the list ready for you for, um, for Alison's uh, books as well. So if you want the titles, we'll have some here. I'm going to do some of those readings as well. So join me. We can have a discussion. Oh, Alison, stay bless with you. me for a minute. I'm just going to say bye bye to everybody and we will be back soon. Bye bye now. <laughs>